0: Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, next episode of the series, Surrender Changed My Life. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Here is part two. Uh, God is always faithful, even when we're not. As I mentioned in the last episode, God never intended to make it hard for us to have a relationship with Him. We have just focused on so much of the mistakes we have made that we think God is mad at us and could never accept us. It is impossible to build a close, real, trusting relationship with someone you think is mad at you. Even when we are unfaithful to our call or our purpose or, or what God is asking us to do, our wrong decisions and our unfaithfulness never weakens or lessens Him staying faithful to us. And when we turn to do His will, He is right there to continue the faithful work He began in us. He never stopped pursuing us. We just never turned around to notice he has been chasing us the whole time because we are his children and he loves us each and every single one of us with a love unconditional. The Greek word for this type of love being used here is agape. It means a selfless love. It refers to a pure, willful, sacrificial love that intentionally desires another's highest good. Hagape requires faithfulness, commitment, and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. God demonstrated this by sending Jesus to die for our sins in our place. He expects nothing from you, only desires to have a real relationship with you. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, it bridged the gap between man's imperfection and God's perfect holiness. Jesus' sacrifice not only removed our sin, but made it possible for us to connect to our Father. When He sees us, He never again sees us for our mistakes and sin, but sees what His Son did for us. We're covered by His blood. He sees us through red lenses. It's impossible for Him to see our sin. Now, we are made holy and can have a relationship with our Holy Heavenly Father because of what Jesus did. You see, God's faithfulness is not contingent on us being faithful to him. In fact, he knows all the sins of your past, present and future. He knew the mistakes we would make before we even made them. That's why thousands of years ago, he sent his son to die for our past, present and future sins. He knew we would never be able to be 100% perfect. He never requires us to be perfect, just that we keep doing our best. The Word says in Proverbs twenty-four, sixteen: What makes a man righteous is not that he never falls, but that when he does, he continually gets back up. It does not matter how many times you fall, as long as you keep trying. God is faithful. It is not a choice. It is just who he is. So therefore, he will always prove himself faithful. Whatever his Word says about all he will do in you and through you, he will be faithful to make it all come to pass. It is never too late. No matter what mistakes you made along the way, he will work everything out for your good. Our dumb decisions we make because of causes us to have to suffer. And even though he does not want us to, to go through that suffering, he allows us to experience it. And those difficulties. He uses it to refine us and point us back to him. Remember. In the, in the last episode, I talked about Timmy. Uh, Timmy, if you touch the stove, it will burn you. So many of us, because we don't trust God, we have to touch the stove and learn things the hard way. Let me explain it like this. Proverbs 25 verse 4 says, If you burn away the impurities from silver, a sterling vessel will emerge from the fire. Take away the dross from the silver, its impurities, and there comes out the pure metal for a vessel for the silversmith to shape. Proverbs 25, verse 4. God is our silversmith. Silver is found in the darkness of caves and needs to be dug out of some really rocky hard places the difficult to reach places but the silversmith will go into those dark places to find us because he does not view us from where we come from but what he sees us becoming once the silversmith gets the silver out of the darkness of where it came from he can begin to allow it to grow and go through its process through the fire and through its purification The word says God purifies us through fire as a silversmith does with silver. It hurts God to have to allow us to suffer during our time of purification, burning away all that must be destroyed in us in order for us to become all he has destined us to be. This is a painful process and it can take time. It is not easy on God to see us in our burning season. He sees that it would be worse to leave us though in that current state of our past life and who we used to be than to create us into the beautiful masterpiece he knows we will become though it is painful for him to let you go through he loves you too much to let you stay that way he knows if you stay that way you will always be carrying burdens from your past the only way to leave it all behind we must be purified all of us who we used to be must be purged in order to come to pure perf- and into purification and perfection what is amazing about this process is that the silversmith must carefully watch and be right there extremely attentive to the silver once it has been put in the flame it's very dangerous for him to look away if he looks away for even a second it could be burned and destroyed completely God is just like that silversmith with us. He watches us carefully during this whole process. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, stays extremely attentive to us, not taking his eye off us for even a second so that our purification does not destroy us. We are in good hands. Even though life burns sometimes and we go through hurt and pain, God uses those hurts and pains to show us how we cannot live being who we were before. Our old impure form, the dross and impurities must go we must be purified through life's trials to show us who we truly are going back to the analogy how does the silversmith know the silver has been purified well with this there's no question silver at its purest form becomes like a mirror reflecting in it the face of the silversmith the face of the one who is watching closely to see it come to its finest form god's goal in our purification is that his face would be perfectly reflected in us Only when we become the image of Christ are we ready to step into all God has for us. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. We, after letting go of our old nature and our impure fleshly selves, can then say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. God must get all of you out of you. Pride, selfishness, fear, and every fleshly desire. Otherwise, your face will continually reflect who you are instead of who he is. Our lives must point to him, not ourselves. In Romans 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, It has been said and understood that not one man, no matter how righteous, continually struggles with temptation of sin and poor decisions in some way or another. There is not one man who always makes all the right decisions, nor has all spiritual insight. So don't beat yourself up. Just because you find yourself distracted at times and maybe god is not the only thing you seek we all we all continually struggle to make our desires what god desires for us instead of wanting again the things we think we need sometimes it's not a matter of wanting something god doesn't want for you it's a matter of having it in his timing not when you think you are ready for it he is not trying to keep you from things you desire he's trying to make sure the things you desire do not destroy you or for a lack of better words make sure you are prepared and strong and mature enough to handle them a good father is not going to hand a son that's three years old a gun he is going to wait until he is mature enough to handle it so it does not harm him god does the same thing with us in our spiritual maturity he will not give you something until he knows you are mature enough to handle it he will let you get it On your own strength, but be careful. Whatever you get on your own strength, you have to maintain in your own strength. God won't cash checks He didn't write. You cannot receive from God all He wants to give you if your hands are already occupied. If you try and take on the weight of what God wants to give you, it will be too much for you to even handle, outweighing our, our own abilities and our strength. He does not just ask to ask us to give him everything and, and give it all back to him because he's taking it away and does not want us to have it He is offering to hold on to it for us so we don't drop it under all the pressure and weight it is so much weight to, to take on all the different burdens and stresses of life but even good things can cause us stress we're not strong enough to take on the weight of everything God desires for us he only wants all his best for you. He never takes good things away. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. That's what his word says. Now, we have all wandered away in some way or another. God never expects us again to be perfect and get it all right every time. And he knows how hard it is for us not to have certain thoughts of what we want and pursue after, and pursue after those things instead all he wants is to be the lord of your life the one your whole life and the reasons for desiring those other things to use them to accomplish his will not yours he wants you to enjoy life and have all you desire but learn to make him the priority not allow the things of the world to take his place they don't even have to be wrong things often the things that distract us the most are the things he desires for us but we want them on our terms not his this is what truly learning to trust him looks like when we truly believe he loves and loves us and wants what's best for us. We trust him that he will give it to us all we desire as we continue to just live and let him lead our life. Matthew 6:33 says above all constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you in abundance. In a full of itself culture, we're encouraged to go big or go home, we're constantly pounded by the idea of you only live once and just do it, and we never are encouraged to look at the aspect of what the outcomes of living this way can be. We are told happiness is only found in financial success, a party hard lifestyle, and that we won't have to live with the consequences. We have this approach to life, but this could not be further from the truth. These things can never satisfy the deep places in our hearts. Paul, an apostle in the New Testament, he wrote a letter to Philippi, a church, uh, while he was imprisoned. Um, This is definitely not a place where you would find happiness. But in this place, Paul encourages us throughout this writing, not about happiness, but about joy you see there's a huge difference. He explains that joy is not something we can grab hold of through the strategies and understanding that the world says will work for us. We can't find joy by turning to an emotional or physical high and we cannot achieve it no matter how much our income is. No price can pay for it and we cannot just imagine it into existence. Instead, we find joy in the last place we would ever think to look. In the unexpected place, the place of obedience and sacrifice in living out his love. When we allow the love of Jesus to capture us and for him to truly claim us as his own children, it transforms us, makes us new, and we're invited into something far bigger than ourselves and our outside understanding. Uh, We find our joy in learning to trust our father, knowing he will take care of us no matter what even if we are in prison whether that be a mental or physical prison we live in these circumstances every day no matter what our circumstances look like we can find joy in obedience to his purposes and to the one who loves us enough to never stop pursuing us only he knows what's best for us so just let him be the reason behind all you do make it about others not yourself this heart pleases your father because you act As he does, as he designed you to act in love, selfless, sacrificial, agape love, serving those he died to save from their sin, in hopes that we all can come out of the pain of our pasts and who we were and be one family in Christ. So stay laser focused without allowing anything to distract you as much as possible. I know we can't be perfect, but if you recognize you're doing something wrong, just like. Just turn the other way and say, no, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to live that way anymore. All it led to was destruction and just choose to live for him. That's all he's asking for is your best. Even good things in the wrong timing are still the wrong thing. Listen to wisdom. It would have saved you a lot of trouble. Don't see what everyone else is doing. Focus on that next step. Don't look around to everyone else, but take one step at a time. Let God show you little by little what to do next. Trust him to guide you. If we continue to do things our own way, it will lead us back to misery over and over again. Trust in the one who crafted you and the mold he designed you to fit in. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, I hope this has helped you guys um, and encouraged you in some way. Please stay tuned for uh, the next episode in this series. I hope you all have a great day. God bless.